The second hand is thick and still the posse don't be clocked. Welcome to the Manhood Podcast. Little poor righteous teachers in the background. They rock this funky joint. I have a special guest for you today, young man that I watched grow up, man, young man I watched grow up from a little, little tight up to the man that he is today, uh, aspiring musician, actor, model, Yakti. Um, I'm going to bring him on. He just recently had a child, new, new father. We're going to talk to him about being an expectant father and everything else. Welcome to the Manhood Podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So we're going to jump right in. This was brand new for you. You just had a baby. Listen, did you plan on being a father or did this just happen? Life just happened. Life happened. It was not planned, but I knew once I got the news that I had to have a plan and be ready. So I feel like the transition wasn't hard at all. When I got the news, I was in a happy place. Uh, My son's mother was in a happy place. She's really my best friend. Definitely the woman that I'm going to marry. So everything happened. It's it's like a flow. It's going real smooth. Okay. All right, good, 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 good. So as an expected father, were you, you know, rubbing feet, um, making sure she had everything that she was craving for, uh, going with her to the um, uh, prenatal visits and everything? It's, it's crazy how it happened. So, you know, how they say it only takes one time. So I met her in California and she graduated, got her master's and everything. Very intelligent, very beautiful woman. So she's very well-rounded. She went back to Tennessee uh, because of the pandemic. She's working from home, so why not be home with her parents just to save up more and take care of responsibilities? Uh, I went out to Tennessee on some business. I was only there for like two, three days. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) saw her one night. And this was this was uh, September 9th, I believe was the exact date. So September 9th, I went out there to see her. Uh, we had a night together. And then I say around like the 17th, like mid-September, like going into October, you know, we talk often. So I'm calling her. She's like, hey, I've been tired lately. You know, I'm feeling tired, this and that. So I'm like, get a pregnancy test. And sure enough, she called me back like, yeah, I'm pregnant. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, it happened. You know, but I called my parents. We called them together, actually. Gave them the news. They were happy. So they gave me more confidence and and that it was the right decision. My mom was through the roof. She already liked Chelsea. She loved Chelsea from the moment she met her. So she didn't want me to have, well, give her a grandchild for probably like a decade (laughs) now. Probably like a decade now. So after speaking with my parents, uh, we called her parents, spoke with them together, let them know the news, and everybody was happy. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just, it was the right thing. You okay, know, life happened. And it okay, happened good. In a great way. Good, good. So I really was lucky. Pregnancy was uneventful. I know with my first son, um, and you know him. I don't call my kids names on the on the podcast. If you know him, you know him. If you don't, you don't. But um, right. my late wife Lisa, she was sick 
the entire nine months throwing up the whole time. Um, Uneventful pregnancy, anything happen, you know, that was notable? It was very uh, uneventful. It was real smooth, real smooth for the whole time. Me being in California and her being in Tennessee, I would make it a point to come visit when I could, you know, make sure I could check on her, do the physical thing, like you say, foot massage. I make sure she has her cravings. But the time that I wasn't there, I was able to send money to her sister, like her whole family, like really, really dope, really supportive. I was able to send money, get her a little spa days and all that, make sure she had the stuff that she needed to feel comfortable. Just talking to her every day, FaceTime, moral support. Try to give her a lot more moral support because I couldn't get a physical right. unless I was there. Right. But um, the times that I was there, I was there, we were able to go to the appointments together. And when I was in California, I was on FaceTime with her through those appointments. Okay. Okay, good. Good, good, good. That's that's good to hear. Um, we'll get back to talking about being a father at the end. Right now, I want to go into talking about um, your relationship uh, with with your dad. You know, we we all have fathers. What was your relationship like? Okay, so I have two fathers. I have a biological father, and I have a stepfather who's actually my dad. I call him my dad, and I feel more closer to him. Like, blood couldn't make us closer. He was in my life since I was one year old. Okay. You know, so since a baby, not even a toddler, a baby, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, that relationship, it had is still has its up and ups and downs, but it's all good for the most part. And mm-hmm. the, the downs would be little little things, like, just because we, we are two different people genetically. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was raised a different way, but he raised me the way that he was raised. So I had to had to learn him in a sense mm-hmm. like for my whole life because it wasn't a natural understanding. Right. You know, with my father, my biological father, we have a natural understanding because I, I, I do some things that he does. Okay. So I can understand what, and, I, and I noticed it. So that, <laughs> that automatically, I always watch it and I'm like, all right, I'm for sure going to be better than you. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to do things better. That's okay. just how I've always been. I want to be a better father because it, it was a lot of time in my life that I missed because he was in and out of jail, mm-hmm. like and doing some long, long stretches of jail time. So I'm like, all right, that's where you want to be. That's not where I want to be. So having my dad, Billy, being in my life since I was one and being active every day he gets a whole different level of love and respect from me because okay. he didn't, he didn't have to raise me. I told him this too. I'm like, you better than me. Cause I'm not raising anybody else's kids. He showed you more love than you're willing to show somebody else. Exactly. And that's me being honest. That's mm-hmm. me being honest. Like, and I, and I done dealt with women who had kids and it's just a natural love from being a genuine person. But even still, I know my place, like, I'm not going just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna marry you. Uh-huh. I'm gonna marry you, and marry your children too. And I know I'm a hand. I've been a handful. Like as a child, I really was like reckless, wild, didn't want to listen. Like I was a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very, yeah, just wasn't. And I get that from my dad, so I know where it comes from biologically. Okay. So, I had to, yeah, so I had even to though you didn't grow up with your dad. You still have a lot of characteristics of him. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. and I had to 
I had to learn that. I had to learn him and learn my father as well. So it's it really was more difficult to learn two people and mm-hmm. try to maneuver and live in that household and get along and learn how to coexist mm-hmm. and be in sync. Okay. Okay. All right. So did you ever live with your biological father? I did for a small time. And that was when I turned maybe 19, 19 to 21. Okay. He was home. We were staying in Chester. So I really got to see more, Mm -hmm. more of like how we're similar. Right. And like I said before, it just let me know the things that I didn't want to do and the things that I wanted to be better at. Was that like a rebellious stage for you? Most most kids go through a rebellious stage, usually somewhere, starts somewhere around 13 to 15 years old, and it usually lasts up until, I don't know, 20, 21, 22, 23, somewhere in there. I say kids lose their minds. They think their parents are stupid and don't know anything and that they know everything. Um, so that was probably during that time when you had lost your mind. <laughs> yeah, I had a very... My gap was way longer than that. So I'm talking maybe <laughs> from like, maybe from eight to 25. Oh, no, and, not eight. Yeah, yeah, eight to 25 being rebellious. I was just like, not understanding why. And it, just recently, I really was able to sit down with myself and understand that I really had trauma from my dad being away, mm-hmm. not even realizing it. You know, not uh, nothing happened to me physically, but just thinking back, and that's a lot of the time that you missed out with your father. Like, yeah. So there's a lot of things that I didn't get yeah. to learn from. I had to learn from my so, uncles. Or learn. So you said yeah. he went to he went to jail. How long was he in jail? From what age to what age for you? I, all right. The first time that I know definitely he went to jail when I was one, and I didn't see him until nine. Mm. And then from, I think I only saw him for maybe he was only out of jail maybe for four years. So from like nine to twelve is when I really can remember seeing my dad and being able to call my dad and be like, Are you coming to get us this weekend? Like mm-hmm. what's going on? So then again from maybe like twelve, thirteen to sixteen, really was like, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's in jail or he just like yeah. I need a break. But I got I guess I got figure some stuff out. So I really rarely heard from him. Okay. And I think I think after that maybe like 17, 19, during that time where I would be able to talk to him again and see him. So 19 to 21, I, I was living with him. So that's like only had two years to really, mm-hmm. really get to know my dad day to day and be around my dad day to day. Right. So that's why I'm very, I'm very thankful for my father, like my dad, Billy, for being mm-hmm. there. Just to give me that, give me that, that something to look up to like something mm-hmm. like that place it, right he stood in place and did an amazing job just yeah. showing me a male figure even though i was rebellious about it because i really didn't understand like completely mm-hmm. different you know genetics biologically different train of thoughts you mm-hmm. know but he took me in like family so his father was my grandfather so mm-hmm. i really was able to learn they would take me on trips and all that it showed me way more love my actual uh, biological grandfather he passed away when I was a baby, so I didn't have that. I just mm-hmm. had my mama. Okay. So as far as like all my uncles in and out of jail, mm-hmm. like my whole life growing up. Yeah. 
So, and it's funny because my uh, uncle actually recently just came home and he wasn't even done his time. It's just because of the pandemic. They let him, they let him out. Let me ask you this. How did you, how did it make you feel not having your biological dad around? Did you feel like uh, he had abandoned you or didn't want you or just wasn't around? How did that make you feel? I just was, a, I'm like, I'm able to answer that question now because I really just sat down with myself recently. And I understand it, it did make me feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. It made me feel like, even though I knew, even though I knew you were in jail, like you couldn't, you had to be where you were, but like, why were you making dumb decisions? Like, and if you were doing stuff that could end you, like could land you in jail, why were you moving so recklessly? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, nope. I understand, of course it will say, He'll say, oh, I had to provide, I had to make sure, all right, you could do that, but come on now, there's, there's plenty of people living that lifestyle who still have yet to go to jail because they're moving smart. Right, right. You know, like, so that just right. that let me know he was moving out of desperation. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You were feeling overwhelmed. So like yeah. you, you panic, you're like you're moving in a panic, you're being yeah. panicked. So I'm like. Mm -hmm. you, you bring up yeah, a good point, you know, your, 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 um, your father, uh, Billy, set an example for you to follow of what a good man is. And a lot of people don't have that example at all. So it was a blessing to have him in your life when your biological couldn't be there. Uh, but I'm sure there was always a desire to want to be with or get to know your biological, even though you had this other man here who had kind of stepped in. Always, always for, for fact, that's definitely, even with the music, I felt like that was always gonna bring us closer. You okay. know, so that's why I, like I, I was going so hard, you know, putting so much passion into it. Okay, so uh, your so your biological I, father did music? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if if you or the, the viewers know, but um C E B, uh that was the a major group from Philadelphia back in like the eighties, mm -hmm. early early nineties. But my father was supposed to meet Eve from the CEB group of Hilltop Hustlers. They have, um, I watched interviews with uh, Fab Five, Freddie. Okay. So I, I, it's a lot of history where I can look back and see, oh, that was my dad. He was doing good. And I'm like, what happened? Like, what, what landed mm -hmm. you in jail to have such, well, I would say being at a high in life, like having the height of a career. Right. And being like on the road to success. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the so the music was where you bonded uh, with your dad. You felt close to him, even though he wasn't physically there. Was he ever there yeah. while you were doing your music, coaching you, and giving you hints and yeah. tips? Okay. Yeah, he was. I, so between the ages of, I say maybe like what? When I turned sixteen, like sixteen, seventeen, we were in the studio. That's probably the most most time I ever spent with my dad. Like we would be in the studio for like twelve hours a day. Okay. Like that was the most time I really was able to spend with him. and it and it was for a reason. Like, yeah, you developing developing your son to be an artist, but that's for like monetary reason. Like, are right, we gonna make money? We ain't gotta do or I ain't gotta do what I'm doing anymore. Like this right. would be a a legal means of income. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, but that only lasted for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. All right. Listen, tell tell me about your uh, your music career, acting and modeling and everything. You mentioned your IG page and your website and everything else. Let the people know about about you and what you're doing. Yeah. My Instagram is N-T-M-Y-A-H-K-A-Y. Okay. And that's where I've been. Uh, I've always been doing music. I had, well, me and my brother, we had a whole tape that was supposed to be out at the age of 16. Like, my dad had deals on the table with Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of stuff in the works, but like, you got to stay away from the streets. You ain't want to stay away from the streets. So it was like, that fell through. Uh-huh. So it was like, I was in college. And then a lot, this, this was my fault. I was in college. And he told me to stay in college because he had a deal on the table for us. I dropped out my first year. <laughs> and that and that's how when when I uh back to what I was saying about I know I'm like him genetically and I yeah. like I need to be better. Uh-huh. I wanted to be in the streets. I wanted to be in the streets. And I had a three point four GPA. Wow. My freshman year. Yeah. And then I just left because I wanted to be in the streets. I wanted to be in Philly. I wanted to be at my grandma's house with my cousin. Mm-hmm. doing whatever we wanted to do yeah yeah it's so, it's a, it's amazing they talk about nature versus nurture you know you're you're being nurtured one way by one type of man but your nature is a whole nother way and they say that right. you know there's there's always this argument about which is more powerful nature or nurture so you that was probably part of the battle that was going on with you and it sounds like you had to at least experience or express what was in you naturally, what came from your father before you could get to the nurture part. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that that that's good stuff. That that's good stuff. So then you said till about twenty three. How old how old are you now? I turned thirty July twenty first. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm 30 now. I'm an old head now. I used to be like 30 years old. You old. I'm an old head now. See, I I met this young man. He must have been 10 years old, 20 20 years ago uh, when I met him. And, uh, you know, to see him now doing the things he's doing, I'm I'm really proud of you. Um, So. It uh, it took took a while to get get to this place, realizing who Billy was, the man that raised you, and who uh, your biological father was. When did what? What was it that turned the light bulb on for you? You know that brought you out of that rebellious stage into being able to appreciate, you know, this man who was not your biological father, loving you enough to raise you like his own. Yeah, what brought me? Well. What brought me to the realization of it was just being able to really sit down with myself. I believe what really caused it was when I um when I started to be out on my own a lot more, like having my own apartment mm-hmm. and just living life and going through lessons. And he he always was there, whether it was a good lesson or a bad lesson. I could always call him and count on him to help me in any situation, whether it was advice, whether it was like. Mm-hmm. real help like that you know i need and he'll 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 give me he'll give me you know he'll give me the hard time but you, you, you gotta hear the through. speech first right <laughs> yeah exactly he'll give me a hard time but always came through and yeah just realizing yeah. like i said like you really took on somebody else's responsibility yeah and you did it with grace 
and you had children of your own and you accepted me as one of your own. Like you treated me like blood, you treat me better than my actual blood father did. So that just made me realize and growing up and becoming a man and maturing, mm -hmm. it just made me appreciate him a lot more, like yeah. a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. You you do appreciate what your parents do for you and have done for you when you get out and you got to do it on your own. I know my kids have come back to me and said, dad, how did you do it? You know, you were this, you were that you went through this, you were out of work, you know, for a period for over a year, almost two years at one point, how, how did you pay the bills? How did you make ends meet and stuff now that they're out there paying their own bills while they were going through it, they were just having a good time. It didn't slow them down asking for stuff. Uh, and everything else. And I would always say with my kids, I would let them go hungry, but I wouldn't let them starve when they were away at right. college or whatever. And there was always a lesson that had to be, they would come, they would say, dad, I did this. I need help with that. Can you bail me out of this? Can you bail me out of it? And they wouldn't use the word bail out, but there was always a lesson that needed to be taught during those times before I, I bailed them out basically. And that sounds like what, what Billy would do. He would teach you the lesson, which has yeah. made you the man that you are today. And he, and he actually bailed me out a few times. Literally <laughs> bailed me out. Yeah, literally bailed me out. So like, yeah, and and, and listen, sometimes you let your kids go through some stuff that makes them stronger, that makes them better. Yeah. You let them struggle. You know, like I said, I, I let them go hungry, but I never let them starve. So they would learn how to you know, develop the skills to survive on their own without calling for help all the time. Because at the end of the day, I won't be there for them all the time. And someday they will be a father. You know, my, my one son has got two, two daughters now uh, and you just got to figure it out. Which yeah. brings me to this precious bundle of joy. Tell tell, oh, yeah. tell me about about your son. Uh, wh when was he born? What's his birthday? What's his name? What does his name mean? Talk to me. Look at that! I see that big yeah. old smile on your face too. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, he's amazing. So yeah, his name Arrow Arrow Yasir Ponder. Spell uh, that for us. H e i r o a h. So it's like Air and Pharaoh combined. Yeah. Air pretty much means like a legacy, and Pharaoh means king. So it's like a legacy of a king. Mm -hmm. So I just want, and it's crazy because I looked it up. He's the only person with that name in the way it's spelled. Yeah. So that was real big. So I mean, just to give him something unique, I feel like he's precious one on one. So I had to make sure I gave him a name where he could, every time somebody calls his name, he understands that, like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. gave him, gave him the last You know, that's my middle name as well. So I wanted to continue that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he changes it. I don't want him to do that for his son. He doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love it. I love. I'm happy. He was born <laughs> uh, June 14th. Okay. This year. Okay. So he's coming up on four months now. Okay. Come, coming. Up, and how, how many pounds? How many ounces? He he came out eight pounds eight ounces and he oh. was 21 inches and three. Yeah, 21 inches and three fourths. So yeah, he was. Oh, big. that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, he's stocky. Yeah, he's very, bigger than me. So I already know he's gonna be greater. I already know he's gonna be greater than me. Oh, and, and listen, yeah. with that name, you've got big shoes to fill. You got to leave him a legacy. You yeah, know, sure. as, a, as an heir yeah. and a king, you you've got some big shoes to fill. You got a legacy uh, to leave leave for him. You know, um, so Definitely. you you got you got your uh, work cut out for you. 
So when you when he came home from the hospital, how how was it? Were were you there um, on a yeah. regular basis? Tell me about that. So me being in California and his mom being in Tennessee, I'm sending money. You know, so she she, I trust her. I yeah. trust her with it. I trust her with a millions, like a million dollars. Okay, she's gonna do the right thing. So I'm mm-hmm. sending her money, saving it up so we can move to wherever she likes to, whether it's L.A., Vegas, Arizona, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No, I just know for a fact I don't want to live in Tennessee. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So we already talked about that. But when he was born, I was there for the two weeks. Okay, I was there for two weeks. You know, then I had to go back to California, get back to work. You know, take care of things. So actually, I haven't seen him for like two months until what, September fifth. They came out here. Mm-hmm. And I flew out to. Um, I flew back home. Like we're actually here with my mom and my dad, Billy, right now, just so we all can be together, spend some time. They leave back on Wednesday. They're going back home on Wednesday, okay. which is what's that? The fifth. Yeah, they go back on the fifth, and I leave back for California on the eighth. Okay. Okay. So it's 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 difficult. I understand I have to do what I have to do because it wasn't planned. So I really wasn't in a position. I knew I was happy and I knew I had a lot of work to do to get in position. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm focused on. Just the time that I'm able to spend with him physically, mm-hmm. it means the world to me. Yeah. So he what does being a dad tell you about your biological father and about Billy? Man, all right. So honestly, what it tells me is it's just about being selfish or selfless. Mm, good. That, that that's the main thing it tells me. Like, what are you willing to do for the child? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want do you want to change your lifestyle and be a civilian, or do you want to keep being being a street person for the glory? Like taking a risk when you know where it can end, like where it can land you. And mm-hmm. take you away from the children, or do you want to be a civilian and work hard every day and show the child is more to life and that you can get things done, be innovative, and really bring a change and be an influence in the life of the child? So, I feel like my biological father was still selfish when I was born because he still, even though he said he, he'll say he did it for me, he did it for his children, but in reality, you were doing it for yourself. Mm. No. Yeah. So I know with with Billy, my dad, a very compassionate and selfless man, mm-hmm. a very a, a very good man with morals and values. Yeah. But he he was instilled that through his father. Right. I never really got the chance to meet my biological grandfather. Maybe he was a street guy. So you know, you never know. Like yeah. If all if my dad and all my uncles in and out of jail their whole life. My I mean, my my mom had a shotgun. My mm-hmm. mama was street. So I know for a, I know for a fact. <laughs> I remember my mama told me that my mama was about it. Listen, you you, you bring about it. you bring up a good point. I, I talk about, you know, in, in previous podcasts, you know, if if your father was a carpenter, the chances of you becoming a carpenter are very high. Most likely right. his father might have been a carpenter. Well, right. If your grandfather was running the streets, most likely your dad was running the streets. That's what you learned and that's what you know. So now you out running the streets. You know, it sounds like coming across Billy helped you break that cycle for yourself. For sure. 
You know, and and the question is, what do you want for your son? I want great things for my son. Now, at the the point I'm in, in my life, is all about doing things legally and using your talent. I feel like whether it's God, Allah, whoever you believe in, he gives you Mm -hmm. talent for a reason. Right. He gives you he gives you gifts for a reason. So like I would be a fool not to use my gifts and my talents. And I feel like it's not even for me. Like I feel like it's everything's gonna work out better than I intended to because I'm not being selfish. I'm being selfless. Like everything I'm doing, mm-hmm. it already was for my family, like yeah. my my entire family. Now I have an immediate family. So that gives me even more passion and more drive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like success is gonna come because it's not it's not desired. I feel like I'm just flowing with it. I'm mm-hmm. using my gifts to uplift people right. and make people happy and give them hope. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you, when you are a blessing, you are blessed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want my son to see it. He's going to be way, way more intelligent than me. I'm never going to put any doubts into him. Yeah. Like whatever he wants to be, I'm going to be behind him 100% and make sure I'm there 100%. Mm-hmm. Even if he falls, I'll you know you're doing a good job. You did a good job. Right. You know, like try again. Don't don't stop. Don't give right. up. Keep right. going. So I know even with tummy time, mm-hmm. he'll fuss, get upset, but he doesn't quit. Like so I see yeah. in him already. He has wait, wait, wait. What's tummy time? Tummy time is, is laying him on his stomach so you uh-huh. can try to look. My head is big. I had to grow into it. <laughs> you gonna be honest. <laughs> my my son, mom got a head on her too. Like I, we, we go back and forth. We go back and forth. I, I say her head is bigger than mine. She say mine is bigger than hers. E- um, e- either way, the young yeah, king has got a big a big head, huh? Yeah. He got a lot of room for brain growth, you know? So I already, he, go, he got a lot, that brain power going to be something crazy. So I just want to make sure it's always positive things being spoken into him. Mm-hmm. I just know, I want him to know that even if you fail, you're not a failure. You know, Ooh, that's only good. A failure, that's only good. a failure will, will give up. Mm-hmm. Or even less somebody convince them to give up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And you, you talked about selfless and you talked about your biological, uh, yeah, selfish and your biological dad. Um, say something about being selfless and uh, and Billy that raised you. Oh, yeah, he made a lot of sacrifices. I mean, there's a lot of things I know that he he wanted to do and mm-hmm. had dreams of doing. And he gave that up and he took on the role of being a father to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an amazing architect. You know, I feel like I owe him a great deal. Mm-hmm. When I'm in a position to, to do it, I definitely want him to keep pursuing being an architect. I want to do everything in my power to help him start that business because mm-hmm. I feel like he still can do it. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah. still gonna, and he's gonna be great at it. So mm-hmm. he gave that up to work for SEPTA, you know, to go on to become what a, um, a schedules manager for a different company now. Like mm-hmm. working, he showed me that you can elevate in life working. Right, right. So he's very, he's very selfless in giving up his time, mm-hmm. and giving up his wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. To instill it into me, even at, during the times in the years where I wasn't accepting it, mm-hmm. he still would sit down and give me those speeches. Like even when I'm like, I'm not hearing. I know you can see it in my face. I'm not hearing it. <laughs> and like I, I know, I know, I know. Plenty of times he was telling me something so real, 
and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Like, it, like, like it's water off a duck's back. It's not penetrating. You're not trying to hear it. It's not getting all. in. But let me ask and you I this. Never, Did you ever remember those things when you were in trouble? And be like, oh, Billy said this. Yes. It was, I remember when it was too late. <laughs> and now that now I remember everything so vividly, it's like I really can recite word for word some of the speeches he gave me. Okay. And I know like when the time and that, that made me look at myself too, where I'm like, if I would have just applied these gems way sooner in life, like yeah. where would I be? But I, I don't spend too much time on that because I feel like everything happens for a reason. But it's it like, does. It does. I'm I'm truly I'm truly blessed. Mm-hmm. And like thankful that he was even taking the time to talk to me when he knew I wasn't like I wasn't receiving it yeah I didn't have a mental capacity to receive it mm-hmm. yeah because I didn't know myself I was still trying to figure myself out mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's um like I say you know for the people listening and everything I, I know his father I know his mother I've had conversations with them uh, about you encouraging them um, I'll, I'll talk about in my podcast some of the struggles I went through with my oldest son and I always tell them uh, there's a lot of greatness in you. I look at my oldest son now when he was in college, you couldn't see the greatness in him. He was he was cutting up doing stuff that, you know, I did not expect him to do, did not want him to do. But now when I look at him and I listen to him talk and everything, I'm so very proud of him. And I said the same thing to your mom and your dad about you. Listening to you now, watching you over the years, I can see the greatness in you. Thank you. And I'm not, you haven't gotten there yet, but when you get there, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised at all, okay? Because uh, just listening to you and the gems that you're dropping now, okay, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you, it took me a long time to get here. It took it, me a long time. You I, ain't for 30 I, years I, old. It ain't been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like a long time to you. <laughs> yeah. Bumping my head so many times, like just doing the wrong thing. Like, yo, I got to get it together. Really yeah. get it together. Yeah. 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 But listen, I'm 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 proud of you. You know, you talked you talked about your biological father, um, you know, and I'm I try not to go to scripture, but that's where I was raised in the church and everything else, studying the Bible and everything. The Bible talks about honoring your mother and your father. And that talks yeah. about the biological. But it also says obey your parents, the yeah. ones who raised you. Those are the ones that you should follow. Those are the ones that that you should obey. So you have those two men in your life. Thank God for both of them. Yeah. But recognize and realize who you need to follow and you know who you just need to, okay, that's my that's my biological. I'm gonna honor him. I'm not gonna, you know, do anything to hurt him, curse him, or anything like that. But I I can't follow the example that he set for me. You know, and exactly. that, that should be the, the lesson. So you now got a little man watching you. Okay. Yeah. I, I used to tell some, some of the older folks I was around, I like, you didn't tell me that it was going to be like this when I had a child. You're mm-hmm. helping somebody right now being on the podcast. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Spend as much time as you can with your son. 
Every day you miss, you do not get back. He is only one year old or, or an infant from zero to one. Yeah, yeah. For 365 days, every day you miss, you do not get back. And in such a fast time of growth during that time, you want to spend as much time as humanly possible with him. Understand y'all living in different places, but remember that because you you don't get the time back. You don't get to make it up again. Okay. So you definitely, you definitely want to do that. Listen, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, the Manhood Podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tune in. Uh, listen to us. If you are a father, have a father, want to be a father, know a father, you should listen to this podcast. Um, I saw posted on on uh, social media, friend of mine, female friend of mine, she said, this podcast Sounds like it's for men, but you should listen too. She was exactly right. This is not just for men who are fathers, want to be fathers, um, expecting to be fathers, but this is for everybody. I think if you're female and you don't have a good relationship with your father or you do have a good relationship with your father and you're projecting that onto the man in your life, you probably need to sit and listen listen to a couple of these podcasts. I'd love for you to comment on social media and everything else. Listen again. Thank you for listening. Uh, look for our next episode uh, coming to you soon. Good night. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>